about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. Jeff, how you doing? Hey, Mike, what's going on? Uh, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, you know what that means? It means you're listening to Worst Gig Ever with Mike Pace. And Jeff Garlock. And uh, we have, a, a, as usual, fantastic episode. Jermaine Fowler, uh, an up-and-coming comic. Up-and-coming comic. He's uh, a very funny guy. Yeah, got a web series called uh, Homo Thugs. Among other things. Among uh, other he's, things. He's definitely, he's, he's around, he's doing the, uh, uh, the he's, New York he's a, circuit. Yeah, he's a guy I think uh, we're going to be hearing a lot. And the next year, I think 2013 might be the year of Fowler. The f- uh, hey, Hopefully he doesn't get fouled. Oh, <laughs> you got that right. Uh, speaking of fouling, he uh, Jermaine tells some amazing stories yep. uh, about jobs that he had, crummy jobs. This right. guy worked at uh, Dylan's Candy Bar. He tells some amazing at, like, stories yeah, there. The Hollister, the Hol- right? uh, uh, no. Billabong, Billabong. He, I mean, this uh, he tells stories. He t- and he tells this fantastic story about working at Quiznos. Yep. Of course, he's got the he's got the goods for bad work and bad gigs. He's kind yeah. of he's he's all around. Bad although, stuff. although, but what's great is that for all of these shitty stories that he tells, Jermaine. I mean, he's a young guy. I think he's like twenty four. Yeah. He has the that glimmer of hope in his eyes that hasn't been shattered yet. Right, the sky is the limit for this kid. I, he's I, going places. He loves like it every might minute. Never be shattered. He, I, I, it gave me hope. He yeah. He's there. There's there's a, an undercurrent of inspiration in this. Uh, very festive episode of Worst Gig Ever. Uh, just some uh, some administrative stuff before we get into the goods it's here. The, you know, the the higher ups are telling us we got to this. This is this is. Let me let me see what we got here. We you know, if you love the show, subscribe to the show. Leave us some feedback on iTunes. Um, I'm holding this pad as if was, something written on you it. threw me off. There's, there's no. Hey, let me let me hold my here. invisible badge <laughs> because I think the other things you should do is yeah, leave some feedback on iTunes. That's right. Uh, email us at worstgigever at gmail dot com yeah. uh, if you've got any guest suggestions. If you've got any worst gigs ever, we'll share them. Yeah. Uh, if you want to just check out the other episodes, worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com. Um, and subscribe to us at iTunes. Uh, give us some love out there. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot to be had. You're going to like the way you look when you listen. And without any further ado, here's Jermaine Fowler on Worst Gig Ever. Peace. This fucking karaoke right. that plays during a show... Which is really rude. We had a show, and they tell us they were playing karaoke during right. our show outside of the fucking... In the bar. Yeah, and you yeah. can hear it when the doors yeah, are closed. I know. So could you hear what they were singing? Yeah. While you were going, like, vividly. There's no, like, sound protection. There's no cushy... No. Uh, it's a very thin yeah. wall. Yeah. And when people open up the door to go to get a drink right. from the showroom... Uh, I'm so excited! It's like, oh, <laughs> rude. It's yeah. really rude. It's, sure. Why can't you wait one hour? What is the most annoying part about, like, obviously, interruptions like karaoke? 
What, what is there anything more yeah. like? I mean, is heckling the the does it get worse Mm-mm. than that? Or like, I like heckling. Yeah, I like it. I uh, I don't invite it, but like, uh, if you're gonna heckle, bring it on. Fucking, right. if you're gonna like go and heckle, do it. Right. And don't. I, my, the most annoying thing about heckling is uh, people will heckle and you try to like who, who said that and the person won't man up and say it, it was me. That's right. the worst part about a heckler. They bitch out and they go, oh, 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 oh. But like, right. you got a heckle. I, li- I like the challenge. Own the heckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah, it. be a fucking man. And I, I, that's, that's the, I hate that. But like, if you're going to heckle me, do it. And do it good because yeah. I'm, I'm going to. I'm gonna, yeah. It's gonna an invitation. Fucking, I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try and uh, embarrass you as hard as as much as possible. Only for, right. I want to enjoy. I want you to like hate the rest of your week, right? Because uh, what I did, exactly. I gonna, yeah, but like I want to. You want to be the reason they have a yeah. bad night, a bad sleep that night because they go to bed angry, just like oh, I could have said this. They yep. said they fuck yep. it. That's that's the, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I want that happen. I'm getting better at just like owning uh, hecklers and stuff because I like it. I'm like because when you when you get a heckler. Most comics, they, they gotta have a, a witty thing to say, but that's corny to me. I, I like right. to, uh, uh, actually, uh, uh, we got some guys like, uh, uh, fuck, uh, fuck you. And I'm like, uh, why do you believe that? Uh, what, what's wrong? Are, are you okay? Did you have <laughs> Get in their head. So you do, the, you do the engaging tactic yeah, as opposed to the, like, let me see if I also, one up you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how this guy's best heckle is. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know what I did to say, you know, but I haven't gotten a fuck you before. I've got the worst hug I've gotten, uh, is it teeth suck? Right. That one sucks. That's probably the worst, uh, heckle is a, is that? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that? Cause like, they didn't say nothing, but they're, they're really. Funny loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it came from, a, a, it's emotional. Like, yeah. they don't have to say, like. Right. <laughs> I like the I like the engaging the heckler and I because I can appreciate it more. Yeah, yeah. And also, like I remember, like I was just watching that that heckle documentary that mm-hmm. like Jamie Kennedy did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's this like one clip of like Bill Hicks going off on some woman. Yeah, yeah. And like I'm like, oh, Bill Hicks, awesome. And then he like got to the point where he's just like, you're a fucking cunt. And like I was just like, that's ah, not as fun as if you actually like <laughs> yeah, yeah. got some like down and dirty. Like, oh, you want to talk about this? Yeah, like, let's yeah, talk yeah. About it. I like talking about it. There was a guy uh, in. And uh, Foxwoods, he wasn't necessarily heckling me. He was really just like, really drunk and talking back too much. You know, right. I was like, "Hey, you guys ever?" And he'd be like, blah, 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 blah. "I'm like, hey man, you seem really adamant and happy and stuff. What's up? What was up with you?" He goes, "I'm just drinking, man." And I was just like, "Ugh, Jesus, guys." I was like, "Wait, hold on. Why are you drinking so much? What's going on?" He goes. Well, I'm going back to Iraq pretty soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And, I, and I sat there like, oh, okay, you're, you're a troop. He was like, yeah, I was like, that's awesome, man. Drink the fuck up. Like, I, was, I, I wanted that. I was like, that's awesome. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to shit on a guy. Cause like, right. I'm like, you want to know, I don't know why he's doing right. what he's doing. Yeah. And I think, that's all, I think that's more cool than just shit, shutting somebody down immediately. Right. And after, after uh, he told me uh, he was a troop, I was like, man, drink up and stuff. You were cool. And I was like, clapping for him and stuff. I was like, yeah, I just understand what he's doing. All right. Because well, then you get fucking everyone on your side too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And not like the people, like, because then all of a sudden, if it came out, you're like, ah, you should die of fucking cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, then all of a sudden, like, yeah, 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 exactly. I like the fucking bad guy. That's that's yeah. my worst fear. Sure. Looking like the dick, so I like to really. Well, because that. then it's like, then it's you know, you've obviously uh, you've touched an or or the heckler has touched a nerve. Yeah. If, right. if you get serious about it, whereas when the heckler goes, it's like. They, they're not even, it's like, I'm not even going to 
give this guy on stage the pleasure of, of I can't uh, even. It's like, yeah, it's like, right. and so what do you, how do you come back from it? Like, well, uh, I like to, um, <laughs> if my, if my energy's really up and loud and stuff and, uh, it's my, I like, I, I'll, I do like this, this, like, this really, like, I, man, it's weird. It's like this Don Rickles thing. I, I, I watched, uh, one of his documentaries, Mr. Warmth and stuff. Right. Yeah. And I just like, just fucking gunfire. Just fucking bam, 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 bam. And stuff like, if I'm, if I'm feeling really, really energetic and stuff, and I get a heckler. I won't give the satisfaction of, like getting giving, giving him all my energy and stuff. So if, yeah. if I get like if I'm like bam 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 and I'm doing just joke 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 joke, joke and somebody just sucks their teeth doesn't like the next joke or whatever, I go, Hey <laughs> I go, Hey man, what's on teeth? Just just shut the fuck up. Alright, cool. So here we go. And I like, just give him that and then I like, go back to my because they get to laugh every time I do that. I'm like, Hey that's just fucking just fucking Alright, cool. Just give him that much. And then they laugh at it because it's fucking hilarious. Because yeah, right. you put all your attention on that one person, get that one little which most people probably haven't heard. You look yeah. it's awkward, and no one really has heard it and stuff. So like, it, it just look you look you look kind of crazy. Yeah, right. you're like you see Hagler, and it's like I didn't hear anybody. Dude, that wasn't <laughs> you. Like, I've done it before. I'm like that wasn't you. Oh Jesus, <laughs> that's another fear of mine is uh, getting the wrong Hagler yeah. or uh, sure. looking like a dick because no one else heard when he just, you called me a dick. You yeah. called me a dick. <laughs> right. No one heard that. I'm losing my mind. I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. That's a big fear of mine too. Right. Is is looking like a psychopath. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, like, he was funny until yeah. he went crazy. Yeah, he went completely nuts. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't want that happen to me ever. Uh, have you gotten? Uh, you know, I, I assume you've gotten better dealing with hecklers. Like, was there a point? Like, when you first started, or just like, ugh. well, like, first, first uh, of all, how long have you been doing stand up? Six years. Six years. Since I was eighteen in DC. I started okay. in DC uh, from Maryland originally. Like, I was born in DC, raised in Maryland. Started in DC when I was 18, uh, out of college, uh, fresh out of dropping out of college. And, uh, I think, actually I started, my first show was actually in 12th grade, and I would just, uh, I couldn't do it that much because I was living with my dad, my dad didn't want me to go out at uh-huh. night. I was right. like 18, I was a kid. So then, uh, he kicked me out, and I was like, yeah, I could do comedy full time now. <laughs> right. And I dropped out of college, like community college, and my grandma was like, you know, go out, baby, go do your thing. <laughs> Who's yeah. seen that? Who's awesome? Like she didn't know what I was doing. She was, right. she was great. I loved it. That's my grandma. And uh, yeah, I was doing it since then. Mm-hmm. That's what. Uh, so you always had the desire to do stand up, and, mm-hmm. and it was always stand up in your brain, or was it? I was al- always wanted to be a filmmaker. Yeah, and actor. Yeah. Uh, I always wanted to be a filmmaker. And actor. After I watched um, The Rock with uh, Sean Connery of course, yeah, yeah. on stage, I was like, I want to make. That shit. <laughs> that was your Citizen Kane. No, it was. People make fun of me that I'm like, no, that movie's amazing. Yeah. One and number two, it actually, I like action comedy. Yeah, and like, right. I like like hardcore, like bad boys. I don't like course, that. Right. not goofy. Pineapple Express is great. Yeah, that's not an action comedy to me. Like, yeah, that's right. just you know, yeah. it's a parody, really. Yeah, yeah. Right. But Bad uh, Boys Two was the loudest movie I've ever seen is. in any yeah. theater. There's no letdown. It's it was all... insane. It was like the energy's not stopped. Yeah. Like, I remember literally. I was like, I think I gotta put my earplugs. Yeah, because you got you got Will Smith yelling, you got sure. Martin Lawrence <laughs> screaming, you got uh, bullets, you got right. you got car crash, you got you got Haitians. What's like, yeah. Well, see, that was the thing. I remember loving. Uh, first of all, I love ba- the original Bad Boys. Yeah, it was yeah. A- amazing. It's amazing. It's yeah. good. Um, Mike Lowry. My loud, my loud, my loud. Bad Boys Two, and I'm I'm psyched. I saw it in the theater, and like I was with it until they went to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Where you know they were at, at like the two hour mark, it's like right. we're going to Cuba. Right. There's gonna be another forty five minutes of yeah. this. Movie. I almost started rewatching it last <laughs> night, and but it was like twelve thirty, and I was like, all right, cool. I'll watch Bad Boys Two. It's been a while. 
Yeah. Oh wait, it's like two hours. <laughs> yeah. It's thirty-five it's minutes. An epic it's like, why I can't start this yeah. now? Yeah. I won't go to bed. I no. won't sleep. It's like Transformers for like. To loop back around to what your original question was yes. is dealing with those unforeseen elements, like getting better at doing that. You know, when you first started, and maybe someone would would heckle or or you get thrown for a loop somehow. Well, I, when I was when I was younger, I was I, I think I was pretty bad at it. Uh, I didn't know what to do. Uh, I think I don't have something cute to say, like, <laughs> but I, was 18, I didn't know what to do. But because uh, I, I was eighteen, I, I didn't have any social skills. Really, right. I was still building them and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, the more I hung out with a bunch of these older older uh, bitter, like more just pretty much. Uh, Guys were like, they're just teaching me how to mm-hmm. be myself and right. like uh, learn how to uh, just talk to people. And uh, it really all handled handle this is learning how to really deal with a social situation that's really awkward sometimes. Right. Like me? Sorry. Speaking oh, of being right. really awkward sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so you wait. All right, so this is people like outside of like DC Club Comics. No, this is this is this DC. Club oh, you're comics. saying DC Club? Yeah. The more I hung out with yeah. them, the better I got. At, uh, got better at hanging out with he- right. handling hecklers because I was learning how to be, basically just grow up and be a man. Right. These guys were like in their late twenties mostly, right. and uh, they they pretty much knew how to handle hecklers. And yeah. All I had to do was watch them do it, and I immediately I, I got I got the hang of it. Right. Uh, only because I was just growing up. You know, yeah. That's all it is. Give us a uh, a worst gig from your from the early years. Oh, this one, I, quick comedy. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you that one. Um, yeah, that was, I was, I was, I was eighteen. I think I was almost turning nineteen. Also, no, you know what? This was almost. This is before I, I was way before I was turning out eighteen. Uh, 19, 19, 19. Um, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm still recalling. Okay, it was at this place called Firehouse Grill in uh, Virginia. I think it was Clarendon, Virginia. And uh, I got invited by this guy named Ian Salmon. He's a DC comic. He lives in LA now, and uh, I I, uh, I bombed so bad. It was so bad <laughs> that um, nothing worked. Cause all the stuff I was coming up with usually works and stuff. Right. And then um, I was like, "Damn, why this shit ain't work?" And it wasn't even a bad audience. It was me. I was like, "Yeah, it's right. not funny tonight." I don't know what I didn't know what it was. And so uh, it was so bad. You can hear my voice trembling. I remember it. And I was like, I was just scared, man. I was like shaking my hand. And uh, it's weird because the, the photos of that night, I have them on MySpace somewhere. Like all the photos of me performing on stage that night. Yeah. It, it looks like I'm killing. Right. Yeah, it was like, did you look like you Like, no, I was scared. <laughs> and it's, it's hilarious. And so uh, I got off stage. And uh, guy, it was, uh, they didn't clap for me that much. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he, give me respect for right, that. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, give me that. They at least give a dead gladiator yeah. that clap. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I get off stage, and the host, Ian Salmon, who's he was a dick. Uh, he, <laughs> he was, he was, he was. Uh, he said um, something along the lines, uh, something along the lines of, uh, he did say this actually. He goes, uh, "Well, uh, this comedy shit ain't easy, y'all." <laughs> It ain't easy, y'all. And he starts dancing and making a rap about it. He goes, comedy shit ain't easy. This comedy shit ain't easy. This comedy shit ain't easy. And then, all right, next comic goes on the stage. I, I just sat there, like, bro, almost always on the verge of crying. I, I had to walk outside, call my friends up after the show, like, yeah, I'm quitting comedy. I'm <laughs> Go back to college, man. It's well, it's so... Was there any particular reason that... That night was not working because everything leading up to it, it was like uh, I was um, Max's girlfriend at the time. 
my girlfriend at the time, she was right. uh, uh, she was being a bitch. Right. She was telling me to go back to school. Her mom was telling me to do the same thing. The only person who really supported me was grandma. You know what right. I mean? And I wasn't really, I, it wasn't going the way I thought it would be going comedy and stuff. Right. I mean, I knew I was funny, but like, I, I yeah. didn't think I'd be that bad at it. Starting out, sure, right. And then, uh, I was like, damn, I thought it'd be funny by now. And then, <laughs> and then that night, I was like, maybe I just suck, man. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to quit. So I called Samson, this guy in DC up. Uh, he's funny, really funny. This guy named Keith Den up. Uh, he, uh, he went by the stage name Keith the Comedian. Okay. And, uh, I called him up. I was like, yo, Keith, Samson, man, I'm quitting comedy. He goes, what? Why are you quitting? And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I just had a bad show. What's blue? What happened, man? He goes, Man, I just, man, I just, I just had a bad set tonight. I'm just, I'm really getting, it's not going well, man. I just, I'm going to quit, man. I, that, but y'all been great. Thanks for being my friends and stuff. And they go, why, why are you, I don't, why are you quitting? I'm like, cause Ian, Ian Selman just, just kind of just made me feel bad. And he goes, man, fuck Ian Selman. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, I guess so. Uh, I don't know, man. He goes, would you be funny, man? You should keep going and stuff. I was like, I, I'll try. And then the reason why I probably, I, probably it's the reason. The same as the reasons why I'm still doing stand Right. Well, because, like you said, you were learning how to be a man and grow up. Yeah. And like, it, it's failure. Yeah. Failure is yeah. part of it. Failure. Yeah. It's like you're going to have shit shows, you're going to have great shows. Especially, yeah. at least from, I think, my experience doing, you know, I'm like doing open mics, it is so depressing. Yeah. yeah. Especially, you know, when you're first starting out, and especially coming from like, touring uh, kind of the world and you're playing music and it's yeah. like oh, I'm going to try doing stand-up for a little bit and like yeah. playing these shitholes on Long Island where I was living at the time briefly and just it's like weird. I, I whoa think, I think it's because like I grew up uh, I started doing stand-up in like uh, I wouldn't say D.C. Virginia Maryland is a small town but it's small enough that you ran into all the same comics yeah, right. every night right. so open nights for me were fun because I, yeah. I knew all these guys it was good I, I, I think I think when I moved to New York, these the mics got depressing. I don't know well, what it is. Let, let, let's let's it, back it, up it, a second. What, how long yeah. have you been in New York? Uh, since 2008, July, I moved here. Okay, so you've been here for a while. Yeah. And what, what pushed the move? Batman. Literally. Uh, I, I Batman Begins? Batman. No, just the cartoon uh, Batman. I, I think that's... <laughs> you want to move to Gotham City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I found out that that's, yeah. fucking, that's based in Chicago, I think. Right. Like, yeah. The yeah, right? yeah. I was an idiot. So, like, <laughs> I moved. I always moved to New York as a Batman, and then okay. um, what? What? What really pushed the move was the fact that I had to. I, I was just. I felt like I was just in a, a, a small pond, right. and I was like, not even as a comedian, but as a human being, I was like, right. I just got to get out of here. Had you gotten to a certain point in comedy in the DC area when I was getting big or something yeah. like that? Hell no, 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 no. I didn't want to be. The, I didn't want to be big in DC. Yeah. I just felt like if I got popular in DC, I would stay there. I would like. Right. Yeah, I would be, I, it, is DC like uh, we were actually talking about the DC like music scene down there? It's amazing. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's its own world, but it is like its own world too. Yeah. A certain, like it gets pretty inclusive. Like yep. people from DC, like it's like punks in DC, like you they know, only... go, like go go, like they love DC. Yep. Uh, and is it the same way, kind of with? Stand up like a regional pride. Um, yeah. I would say DC comics, and uh, there there are a few comics who are very. Uh, they're, they 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 like to keep their circles right. and keep them tight. They don't like any outsiders really to come in and really. We're from New York, man. Don't right. care. We're DC. We've been here for years. We're going yeah. to stick to it and stuff. And there are other comics who are really hungry that love venturing out and seeing other comics and helping them out if they're in town and yeah. stuff because they know that they'll pay it forward. Hopefully, you know what I mean. Right. Uh, but yeah, you got you got two different types of uh, entertainers down there. You got people who want to keep close knit community. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, like that a guy from uh, what's it called? Uh, 
uh, Walking Dead, the governor guy. Right. He just wants to keep his community tight. Right. Exactly. Uh, no outsiders. Exactly. And then you got uh, then you got comedians who are like Rick, who like to venture out and you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, you know what I mean. You got those type, different types of people, right? You know what I mean, so that that's what uh, DC is like, right? Uh, in uh, in terms of the scene and stuff. So, so you moved here, and then you were and you were still you started doing open mics around New York. Um, yeah, I moved here 2008 during the summer. Uh, I remember I had a CD player, uh, and I had NERDs. Uh, <laughs> their second to last yeah. album came out, and it was amazing. And I just glassed that every day. <laughs> It was cool because I was like, Vince, when New York's like... Where did you, where did you live like, when you first moved here? I lived in uh, Jersey City with my buddy Ryan Connor, man. He's, he, he's, he, I owe him a lot, man. I used to just eat all his food. Let me eat all, all his food. I, was, I had no money. All I had was $1,000 to my name. Yeah. And uh, I had no idea that ain't shit. Right. You know what I mean? I thought, that wasn't enough money for me. Yeah, I was, I was right. like 20 and I was like, this shit, I'm rich. Month <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I had no idea that was only In a shithole, it's yeah, a month shit hole, month Yeah, rent. exactly. Yeah. And only a month. It was, I, was, I did not know that. <laughs> and uh, he said, you got one month and then I, you know, I'm going to go. Yeah. I was like, hey, it's fine me. That's cool with me. Because I made, I made up my mind, uh, me and this guy named Nick Mullen, uh, this guy, he's in Austin, Texas. He's amazing. Uh, I think he's in LA too, actually. I forget which... Which place he moved to? Uh, he, we just, we were eighteen, and we were just talking about comedy, and we were like, "You ever think about like just, you just don't give a fuck about the world, just comedy?" And they all was like, "Yeah." He's like, "You, would you?" I was like, "Now, nah, I, I think I'm going homeless for this." And he was like, "Yeah, me too, man." I was like, I don't care. as long as I'm doing comedy, now I right. live on the street for a while. Yeah. And after we had that realization, I was like, "I'm going to New York." So I moved to New York, and I know what I was going to do. I was just like, I'm just going to go and just figure it out. Right. And from there, and that's that's really how I live. I'm a nomad and shit. Yeah. So, like, right. uh, I, moved, I moved up here, and I just do – and then some open mics around the area. But, like, I was I was from D.C., and we don't – really we have a tiny alt scene, like a tiny alt yeah, scene. Yeah, right. And we have more of a clubby road comic uh, sure. guys who do the road and stuff. And so I wouldn't say – they're hacky, but they're more broad. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. As when you have an all, all comic, they're very like particular. Yeah, and they have their little, no, yeah. Re- they have reference heavy, you know? Yeah. And so I tried my hand at the all scene and I wasn't doing well because I, I still had that like, uh, I was very broad. Yeah. I would just like talk about, uh, I don't know, just to, I didn't know what, who I was yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know what to do. So then I kind of adapted. I remember uh, what, uh, what, what kind of like, like, like uh, opened, uh, Open people up to me was uh, when I did the pit open mic before yeah, I moved. Um, I forgot it was in like near Broadway and some shit like yeah. that. 24th Street, I forget. And uh, I went, or 29th Street. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, 29th. 29th? Yeah. Um, I knew it. This okay. one's going out to the old pit. <laughs> <laughs> now there's going to be a comedy bar. That's going to have another. What happened? Oh, Did you man. see that there is actually a comedy bar they're opening up there now. Really? It's like wait, what do you mean? A At- comedy warehouse or something like uh, like the guy? What's his name from the pit is like opening up. It's literally like going to be like a bar. That's uh, for yeah, uh, Al. Yeah, he's opening up like a bar that's mm-hmm. going to be like a comedy theme bar. So instead of going to this one, go to this one. And, like there'll always be comics hanging out. Jesus, that's that's yeah. weird. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> what right. that would be? Yes. Like, so you did the pit. Yeah. Just an awkward comedy book. Yeah, exactly. So hey, like, yeah, let's get all the most awkward, yeah. socially <laughs> just, freaks. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's weird enough at the Beast. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you walk in and be like, it's not a real bar. This is a bunch of weirdos hanging out. Yeah, just, and they're doing karaoke. And they're doing karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Excuse me. Uh, I did the pit. 
And uh, I was nervous as fuck because I just got off uh, a job interview and I still had my like my you know my slacks. Was this the Quiznos job? No, no, no. <laughs> we'll get back to that. Yeah. So that was when I was in Maryland. Okay. Um, uh, so I had slacks on, I had my uh, work shirt on, you know, dress shirt and stuff, and dress shoes and stuff. I was like, I don't, I don't feel like a comedian. I just look like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I hate dressing like that for comedy. So yeah. like, um, I go to the pit and uh, it was Mike Lawrence there, Mark Norman was there. Uh, I think DeVito was there, man. He, he's, he was always hilarious there. And uh, a lot of other, you know, uh-huh. I think St. Germain, I think he was yeah. there for a while. Then he left for some of them, I think. And so, like, uh, I, I love those guys. These guys are hilarious. I used to see the Ochis all the time. Like, These guys are fucking amazing. So I went to the pit, did a few jokes, and I wasn't really doing that well. And then, um, no, I, I did okay. I did okay. And towards the end, I did this joke, and uh, it just fucking just, it was, I was like, whoa, holy shit, these guys are fucking cracking. Like, all the comedians were laughing. I was like, this is great. Mark was laughing. Mike, you know, Mark, hey, uh-huh. he does that laugh he does. And uh, I think Lawrence was laughing his last off too. It was fucking funny. I was like, it's fucking great. And then, then uh, after that happened, everybody was like, I guess they figured, oh, this guy's kind of funny, actually, and stuff. So then um, that was that was pretty cool, actually. That was that was like yeah. when uh, I figured, I was like, oh, acceptance of something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think I can hang in these months right. now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was, that was a... Uh, that was the night I was like, I think I can do do it. I think yeah. I can finally do it in New York, man. Yeah. All I need is a job. That's all I need. Well, so so speaking of that, what were you doing um, th- those first couple of years living here? Living here? To make money. To make money. To make money. To make money. I, uh, ooh, I tried uh, tipping. I tried yeah. tipping at this uh, event. Uh, what do you call it? Um, these are, these are, event planning or something? Or event marketing? Like I, I would uh these there would be events and they would have uh us people like Tim's come in yeah. and cater and shit like you know, yeah. Tim catering shit like yeah. That, yeah. You know, parties and stuff. And uh that didn't last too long. I never did one. I I, I would <laughs> I, I went to one It almost lasted negative about it. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I remember okay, I remember I, they were we were at a we were on a boat and uh they were like, Alright, so uh, Jermaine, you're gonna be here uh, tomorrow night. Uh, you're gonna be uh, giving out a blah blah blahs, and I was like, all right, cool, that's fine. Not blowjobs, you know, just <laughs> for the listener. Jermaine, all right, blowjobs, great. I'm not censoring myself. I forgot what I said. Some 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 parties. I think it was food, a shrimp, who gives a fuck? Yeah. So then um, I remember me not doing it and saying, "This is dumb." And then uh, I was like, oh, "I just don't want to do that. I want to. I want to work re- retail. I'll go do yeah. work retail or something like that." So I finally got my first job, October 2008. Um, at Billabong in Times Square, nice. which is great because I skateboard, and uh, I was like, that's, "That's great! I can, I can, I can." I've never worked at a skate like type of store before, and, I, and uh, the job sucked ass. It wasn't yeah. what I thought it'd be. I thought we'd be like, "Do now," you know, yeah. day, like, <laughs> you know, those tiki shops and cafes, right. you know, right. SoCal. She's like, yeah. "This is fucking hang out all the time." No, it's a fucking gap. It's a gap with right. fucking a surf decoration. Middle of Times Square. Yeah. I, I did not, ah, man, it was bad. But because of that place, I met all, like, all, all my friends and stuff. I met all these kids. They were awesome. Like, uh, pretty much, uh, the kids who pretty much showed me around New York. Like, they, yeah. they showed me not, like, tourist New York. They told, they right. showed me the underground. Not necessarily like, comic. Friends. I don't know. So like, these are regular people. Yeah, I never yeah. really hung out with comedians that much. Still kind of don't. Yeah. Um, I always like hung out with like uh, these scene kids and sure. like these uh, these emo kids. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, skate kids and shit. Yeah. And they, they showed me where all the cheap dumpling places were. Places you could cause they Vanessa's were, dumplings. They Vanessa's have... Vanessa's down in uh, Eldridge and shit. Yes. Yeah. They showed me that place. It was after we skate, we go down to uh, Vanessa's and they, they we skated yeah. down there. I'm like, whoa, dollar! I can get all that. And yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah. I was like, what? So like, I knew that I was, I was like, uh, you know, uh, 
I was poor as fuck. They were poor as fuck, and we all just hung out all the time. Yeah. We went to like we house parties and stuff. Got drunk. We we cried together over girls and stuff. Yeah. We were just like these emotional <laughs> this ass is all, New York kids. This is awesome because you're like 20 years old. You're not in college. No. You're, you're working at Times Square. You're hanging out with all these. Like I'm just in, imagining the the uh, the younger people, kids in their like late teens, early twenties, like yeah. working in Times Square. It's this weird like uh, you know warriors esque gang of like kids just like doing this really New York thing that right. I didn't think existed anymore. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's good so to know that it so exists. So, but at the yeah. same time, are you like going up every night? Or yeah, you... I was going. Up, I would invite those, these guys and yeah. friends and stuff to like shows and shit. I remember the main show I would go to every Friday was at this place called uh, it's in Chinatown. It's at Mott Street. They used to be called the Tea Bag, but then they changed it. Uh, <laughs> they had to change it. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, man, 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 what was it called? Uh, it was a Friday show. I, I remember Five Star. Okay. Five, five Points. It was called Five Points. It uh-huh. was a variety show. Five Points variety show. I'll go there every Friday and destroy, destroy, yeah. destroy, destroy. And that show pretty much kind of was like like getting my I was getting my, my you know my bearings yeah. a little bit you know with like the younger crowds yeah. and like how to you know just maintain an audience and stuff like that and then um the the bit the, the cash cow like the biggest thing I've ever done uh like to get to get money like my biggest payday was actually uh it was after I got past the comic strip mm-hmm. in New York uh uptown upstate uh, upstate <laughs> uptown the uh, <laughs> <upper>, <laughs> Albany comic strip yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Westchester <laughs> no, it was uh, the comic strip live in uh, uh, Uptown uh, on 81st Street, and they passed me. Like, I was like 21, I think. Uh-huh. Almost, I think I was 20, 21, and they passed me, and the, the company, uh, the, uh, the, the owner of the, of the comic strip, the two owners, uh, Richie and Bob, they decided to manage me, and I would get spots there every night. Nice. And this was almost uh, a year, almost a year in me in, in New York. Yeah. And uh, this, I, like, I was, I was still poor, but I was still making ends meet a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? I was still kind of, I had no money to bank. Yeah. Like, right. I, I was getting twenty five dollars a spot, seventy five on the weekends and stuff. And I was like, this is enough. I can pay bill. I can do myself. Well, wait, plus, are you, is the billabong job still happening at this time? Um, I think I quit that in February. Okay. I quit the billabong store in February. So just doing comedy, essentially. Um, yeah, I was, but I was still, I was like, I, I was finding jobs and quitting them immediately. Yeah. I just couldn't. Like, I just couldn't keep a job. Right. So, like, uh, let's, let's back up a little bit. Um, Billabong, <laughs> I found that in October. Found a bunch of them escape friends and stuff. Uh, quit that in February. It was a shitty job because we, it was just, it was just, it was just sad. It was, it was Times Square. So, that we're all, everybody was stressed out. We were yeah. all like 20, but the bosses just kept putting this pressure on us. We gotta sell, we gotta sell. And we're like, we're not salesmen. We're just kids. We don't right. know how to sell this shit. Make up something. They, they would tell us. <laughs> They would tell us, uh, okay, this, this, this is weird. My boss, um, Chopper, right? Cool dude. He, <laughs> well, I was starting out the train already. Uh, I think he used to do cocaine, man. Yeah. Uh, he did do cocaine. Um, <laughs> he did coke uh, all the time downstairs. And he would come up, sell, sell, I got to sell. I got to sell, 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 sell. This dude was wacky. And so uh, <laughs> he would, uh, he, uh, I had a, they, were, they were desperate about getting sales up because if, if we don't, he'd get his ass chewed out. You know what I mean? Right. And so uh, I remember this, this, I worked the glasses case. I worked sunglasses uh-huh. and watch case, right? Big case in the other <laughs> time square in Billabong, right? And so I'm in the case and uh, this, this, the, I guess this lady comes up and goes, oh, these are nice watches. I'm like, oh, they're great. Yeah. She goes, do you have anything for women? I'm like, oh, they're down there. And she goes, oh, uh, no, my style. Okay, thank you. Bye. She goes, oh, I have a good one. And then. 
Chopper sees it and comes up to me and goes, what happened? Did you shout? Did you shout? Did you shout? <laughs> I'm like, no, Chopper. She didn't want to watch. She wanted to watch it. She goes, what happened? I'm like, something. You got to get her right. She didn't want to watch. She goes, so are socks. So are socks. She didn't want no socks. I don't understand. I just like, he kept yelling at me. I was like, I don't know. Then I had to quit. I quit. I quit. February didn't last too long. I quit February. And the job after that, I found... um Another retail job and Michael K, one of my emo friends, uh, <laughs> uh, she uh, she referred me to it. Place called Michael K Shoe Store, worse than Billabong. Uh, Is this on like Broadway or something? Yeah, it was on yeah. the Broadway it was yeah. shoe store, and it was like it was an awesome shoe store. But the boss kept me, Jermaine, you ain't selling nothing, man. I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I well know. aware. You ain't gotta tell me that. Uh, I, I know what I'm doing, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I I told him I was going. Uh, I was like, you know what? Um, uh, it was it was uh, it was I was going to a, co- a comedy tour with Zach Sims and uh, I forgot the other two comics. Um, damn it, I forgot the other two comics names. And uh, we were going out down south to do a comedy tour. And I was like, Hey, look, man, I'm going to a comedy tour. Are you a comedian? I'm like, Yeah, drum you a joke. Like, look, man, no, I'm doing a comedy tour. I'll be I'll be back uh, uh, in about two weeks. Okay, and he goes, I don't know if a job's gonna be here for you. I'm like, I'm back. <laughs> I left to do comedy tour. Didn't know I was gonna make any money. Yeah, but I just knew I was. I just I, I needed to go do comedy. Right, somewhere, right. And this one at the time I was living in uh, Washington Heights, and uh, I was paying three hundred dollars biweekly for a room in Washington Heights. Okay. I was getting ripped off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Six hundred dollars is fine because I can make. I can. I can get that within the month. But right. three hundred. By the by, by two weeks, that's right. just I can't do that. Right. I need time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I don't have any means of money, and so I came back from the tour, no money, made nothing, and uh, it was bad. Well, let me let me let, back up. Let me ask you about the tour. This is you guys driving around, driving around. Car, uh, we like went four of you or something. Mm-hmm. We went to Orlando. We went to Savannah, Georgia. We went to uh, Atlanta. Yeah, and then we went uh, went home. I think we went home after that. And uh, it was a great tour. It was fun. I learned a lot. How were the shows? The mediocre as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, But I met a lot of cool ass people. But that was the first yeah. time you've been on tour. Yeah. yeah. First time I was ever on tour, ever. And uh, it was it was amazing fucking experience. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like, I was like, whoa. It felt great. Right. I mean, I was like, we weren't really, we didn't, we didn't sell out anything. Or, you know what no. I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but I, I, we met, it's just cool being with a bunch of comics, man, talking about comedy all the time and shit. It was great. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I just, it was a good experience for me. Sure. I had never been on the tour before. No, no. DC show on the way back. No, no hometown. <laughs> no, no, no coup de grace. The thing about the, I had no name in DC. Yeah, not even right. my, not, not even family would come to the show. No, <laughs> grandma sure. wouldn't come to the grandma show. Grandma was grandma was living in Richmond, I think, at the time. Okay. she moved to Richmond when I moved out to New York. Yeah, and uh, no one would come out. So I came back in the tour to uh, to be, uh, to back to New York. Job was gone. I had to run away from my apartment from the Washington Heights guys because <laughs> I had no money. Yeah, right. yeah. So I'll tell you that story. Um, <laughs> I uh I told I was like I had no money to pay rent so I gotta I gotta go and so I took everything in my room and put it in this guy's uh, this comedian named Akash Singh's yeah. uh, his uh not not tall Akash like uh, his other Akash Singh his shorter one okay uh, there's two of them there's two Akash Singh's who are both comedians yeah this one's from Texas he's a cool ass dude I put my stuff in his um in his room and uh, I was like all right, cool he said what's all this for man he's like I'm running away from um <laughs> I gotta I gotta I gotta, I gotta leave my stuff here and he goes um. He goes, okay, all right, cool. So I get a call from my uh, my, my landlord slash roommate. And he's like, um, hey, Jermaine, um, room's empty. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing laundry. He goes, you, you washing those pictures and, 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 and I'm like, look, man, I, look, man, I, 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 had to, I had to leave, man. And he's Dominican, so he's a fucking psychopath. He was like, um, 
I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I'm gonna pay rent. I'm, I'm gonna get that back of blood. This is what he said in the text message and, and, and the phone calls and stuff. And he kept threatening me for like two weeks straight. Threatening me. <laughs> he kept threatening me. And uh, I was like, I gotta move back to DC. I gotta move. I had the money. I had to go back home to DC. And the day, the day um, I was gonna go back to DC, like uh, like the, uh, the night before, I was going back to DC. I was like. And a, and a house party with all the, the Billabong crew guys, you know what I mean? And we're just partying and shit. They go, Jermaine, so how you doing, man? I'm not doing good. Economy's great, but I'm not doing too good. I I, I got to go back to D.C. and move back. And they go, why? I'm not, I have no money. I don't have any money to, 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 to survive. I don't, know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say. And they're like, I don't, dude, you can't move. I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You got money? I, I, can't, I can't, I can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. And then uh, my buddy Kevin, uh, Kevin King, who's my photographer uh, and uh he told me, um, yo, you can live with me, dude. You can bunk with me in my room. I was like, don't fuck with me because I'll do that. And he was like, you can. I'm, you're really you're trying really hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're really are. You're, you're trying to be a comedian, trying to get things done. You can live with me, man. I was like, thank you. I cried a little bit. And I was like, cool. Thank you. appreciate it. <laughs> so I lived with Kevin for a couple months. And it was great. Like, yeah. uh, he, he, he asked me for no money. Like, he just let me live with him. It's like, Where was this? This was in a Bushwick off Morgan Avenue. Okay. 60 Porter Avenue. Like, uh. A lot of famous people like lived in that area apparently, uh-huh. and this rapper named Stally who raps with Rick Ross now. You right. in my live, in, live in that apartment that I was living in. It's weird, <laughs> and so uh, he still gets child support papers sent there. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. So he's dumb. And, um, and so, uh, 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 oh, so and then um, <clears throat> this is the last job, <clears throat> the second last job I've ever had. <clears throat> this is good. This is a good story. Yeah. So I told Kevin, I was like, <coughs> I'm moving out of your room to the room next door. <coughs> Excuse me. Next room, uh, the next room next to yours. Um, let me find a job first. So, um, one of the roommates referred me to get a job at Dylan's Candy Bar yep. in Midtown. Yep. And that job was worse than the previous job <laughs> I had because you had to be happy the whole time. Right. It's a kid's story. Yeah, and it just as a side, Dylan's Candy Bar is owned by Ralph Lauren's daughter. Right, and bitch daughter, bitch daughter. <laughs> so bitch. I was a uh, um, when I was in, when I was like twenty, <coughs> I was a cameraman for a personal finance show that was on in in New York on ABC, and we would shoot all over the place. And so I shot at Dylan's Candy Bar, oh, really? shooting B roll of you know like Love the candy man. and all like. <laughs> I mean, the store is fucking amazing right. in terms of like, you want candy? Then yeah, yeah, it's like, there's a lot of candy. Here. Right. Yeah. And literally every piece of candy you would ever imagine. Yeah. But, but miserable. I'm sure. Yeah. And, Wait, and they call you something? Were you like an associate or like, you know, uh, like in Disney World where they're yeah, like, yeah, like, we were, uh, we had stations. So like, oh my God, uh, <laughs> fuck. You know, like, yo, I, were, I was, I was once a cashier yeah. and then I would go downstairs, uh, the, the first floor and I would be a fucking, uh, I was a fudge. The, uh, not a fudge packer. I'm no, not a fudge packer. I didn't pack the fudge. I was like, I cut, cut the fudge, but they didn't call it that. They called it like a fudge. Fudge weaver. Fudge manager, fudge cutter. Right. One of those names. Yeah. Know, right? I, would, I, just, I would cut fudge every day. <laughs> cut fudge. Making cotton candy. The fudge sweatshop at the basement. Yeah, yeah really the fudge, fudge was. creator. Jesus, it was so yeah. sad. And every day I would just cut fudge so sad. And... Uh, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I doing, man? And uh, I wasn't like, it wasn't like, what, what the fuck am I doing? Um, I need to quit comedy and just go back to college. Type. Right. It was like, 
what the fuck am I doing? I should be working on comedy, writing yeah, right. right now. I'm not sure be cutting fudge. I don't time to write. I don't time for myself. Right. Yeah. And so I told myself, if I see another like black card, a lot of rich people go to that store. Yeah. And they have like these thick metal black cards that they just swipe to buy these fucking candy okay. bags and shit. And I was so jealous. I was jealous. I was like, <laughs> I want that fucking card. I'm going to get that card one day. Wait, is this the Amex black card or just like a Dylan's Amex. candy bar? Okay. Amex. Oh, okay. The, the Amex, Amex yeah. black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember just that was like a big thing on yeah. Newlyweds with yeah. Jessica Simpson. I was, I was upset. I was upset. I was like, I, yeah. want, that, I, was, I, want, I want that card. I shouldn't be fucking here. I want that fucking card. Right. I saw it. I was like, I see this shit again. I'm going to leave. And so I saw the card. Uh, again, I was like, I told you to take that, please. And uh, I, um, I was about, I was leaving outside. The, I was leaving the store. I had everything packed up and ready to go. And uh, my boss goes, Jermaine, where are you going? I'm like, I'm quitting. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. And she was a new boss. So like she, she was like, you're quitting? I'm like, yeah. Hold on. Wait, can you wait right here? I'm like, I'm Quitting. I, I, I'm not gonna yeah. wait. I'm not gonna <laughs> wait. She goes, hold on. Uh, Vanessa, uh, um, can you come upstairs? Jermaine's quitting. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving. Wait, is that? Is that? Oh, that's not Dylan. <coughs> Dylan is her name. Mm, Dylan right. doesn't really go to the store too okay. much. Often when I was there, at least. And so Vanessa came upstairs and was like, so what's the problem? Huh? You gonna have fun? And I'm like. No, uh, I just don't really like it, you know, here anymore. I'd like to go. I appreciate everything, and I'm gonna find a job. That's all. And she was like, G- "Give it one more shot, huh?" Because we love you here. I was like, "I love you. I love you guys. I love you guys. It's just the the working here sucks. I love all of you, bro. It's just working. <laughs> this sucks. You know what I mean?" I it's never want to see fudge ever. It's fucking true. I don't want to see all anything. I don't see sugar. I don't see candy. I don't see fucking kids anymore. I don't see anything. Right. Did you get free? What was the free candy situation like? We we got discounts. We get a fucking free candy. <laughs> Discount. Only a discount. Yeah, but we. When I worked at an ice cream shop. I got one pint every shift. It's fucking great. Yeah, we get shit, but like, we would sneak the fuck. <laughs> we would fucking steal shit all the time. Right, sure. Fuck, fuck, you know, like, you can't. Put your pocket. I can't shit. So I would fucking scoop and just eat gummy bears all day and shit. <laughs> yeah. So I gave Dylan's candy bar one last shot. Right. right. And I told I was cutting fudge one day, still sad, just cut fudge, and I said, God, it was seven in the morning. Oh, I was just like God. So yeah, yeah, what is this? Like, I had a uniform and a hat, apron on. I was like, God, just give me a sign to leave, please. Just give me a sign, I can just go, and I'll be fine. And so I get a call from Comical Radio, this uh, uh, this radio show that I usually do, you know, some sometimes and stuff. It's uh, it used to be a brew college and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't think it goes on anymore. I get a call from Danny Lobel. Danny's like, Hey, Jermaine, come in do an interview. I was like, Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to. Thank you so much for calling. I needed that. I hung the phone. I was like, That's a sign. So I stuck a knife in the fudge and I took my hat off, put it on top of the knife, and left. I went to go comical radio. I was like, yep, I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm filming and figure out. I feel like a new person to go to comical radio. And I get there and Danny's like, hey, Jermaine. I'm like, hey, Danny. He goes, why are you here today? I'm like, you told me to come in and do an interview. He goes, oh, no. I, oh, damn it. I'm double booked. Um, look, you can come tomorrow. And I was like, Danny, um, yeah, I'm coming tomorrow. Bye. And I leave. <laughs> I get a call from my boss. Uh, Jermaine, where are you at? Your fudge station's empty. And I'm like, I quit. And he's like, you could have told us that, but uh, you, you just decided to leave. She, he ate me. He just chewed me an ass. Yeah. Like, he just fucking chewed my ass out and shit. And I went home. I was like, you know what? Fuck everything. I'm just going to do a podcast. So I, fucking, <laughs> I just fucking made my own podcast that day. One I've been thinking of like for a whole year. Right. Like, this, this Halloween themed podcast. Like, Halloween was coming up. So I made a podcast and it got 
it got, I got a bunch of fans off of it, and I was like, that was good. That was a good choice. Just fucking just put a knife in that fudge. And just yeah. Fucking leave that. That's, so that was a good siren. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, I guess that was like one. So I was like, ah, that is it. That was, for all the grief of it, because I don't think I've ever worked a retail job in New York. Yeah. Like, don't. Is the pay even like. It's, I got like 10 bucks an hour for right. Billabong and yeah. for Dylan's Candy Bar, I think. Right. And some stores, like, I think uh, Uniqlo, you get like 11 or 12, right. maybe. Yeah. If you're lucky. But it's not worth it. Right. Yeah, it's right. not worth it at all. Like, what? You stand up for from nine, sometimes seven right. to six. Yeah. And you get an hour break if you're lucky. Right. And you just stand up, legs are so, shot. So you're you're going to work at some, but you're still doing mics or doing shows, yeah. right? At night. Yeah. And so, I, I would, like the worst situation I've had was a. Lived, I live. Uh, I lived in the Heights. That was the yeah. worst situation I had because I, 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 I'd get home at four in the morning and have to wake up three hours later at seven to go back down to uh, uh, on the east side. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, to Billabong. Oh, to Billabong. Billabong. Oh, so, the those candy bar was fine because I got right. out at a reasonable hours. Right, right. That was fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, living at living in the Heights was worse because yeah. I had to go take a find an A train yeah. right on my way to go all the way up to fucking the Heights and shit. Yeah. Cold as fuck. The drug dealers out. It's just right. really just a so, shitty fucking place. I mean, you you've had you've told us like one amazing worst job after the next story, <laughs> yeah. but and and you have this great bit, and obviously I'm not going to oh, ruin it about Quiznos. Yeah, You're working in Quiznos, and I want to talk about Quiznos for a second because I went through a phase a couple of years ago. I worked not too far from Dylan's Candy Bar on 45th yeah. and Third, and there was a Quiznos nearby, and Quiznos to me when I was eating it for lunch was you talk about Subway being sandwich artists mm-hmm. Quiznos was the pinnacle of a fast food sandwich mm-hmm. the, the pepper bar it was good the, it was good the, I only had it once and I thought it tasted like vomit you didn't like it <laughs> but it might have been the one sandwich I got the one time but you're also okay. but as it, a it, vegetarian as a vegetarian it doesn't have oh, yeah. whatever oh, the guacamole oh. situation was that they put on it that's it funny. Tastes yeah. a little funny. Oh, wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Quiznos introduce the toasting of the sandwich? Yeah, I, I don't. Right. I mean, I only work there. I don't know their accolades. Yeah, uh, I just, just a very brief, long history <laughs> yeah. of Quiznos, and while they brought to the retail community, <laughs> when they gave me my pamphlet, of and your your, your role in the Quiznos story was uh, I was um, I worked at Quiznos when I was um, seventeen. I think I was seventeen, eighteen. I think, and um, I got the job because my little brother Jamal worked there, and not only Jamal worked, my, all my friends worked there. My best friend Travis, my other best friend Joe, worked there, and this this it was like it was two eras of Quiznos. I'll tell you this first era. <laughs> uh, era number one, uh, I was working there, and our, our uh, boss, his name was Mr. Ross. He was from he was a Haitian immigrant, moved here to open up his own Quiznos, <laughs> and this he talked. Like these. I'm not trying to make it funny right. or anything. He, he talked like these. You're giving us facts. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he talked like that. And um, he, we hated him. He was uh, he worked us too hard. We were too young to fucking just be standing out that right. late, mopping floors. He, was, he, had, he had OCD. And uh, he would like make us mop. Like, get the corner, boy. Get, get it again. Get it again, boy. Right. And he'd make us mop the floor and stuff. And Joe loved it. Joe loved it. I, was like, I think it's great. I think it's great. I like it. And so, um, but like the bad thing is like uh, as time went, uh, we were, um, 
the, jet, the, the store would get robbed a bunch of times and stuff. It would get, it would get stuck up. My brother Jamal got robbed one time too. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got robbed and uh, he thought it was funny. He came home and he was like, man, I got robbed, man. I was like, you okay? He goes, yeah. I'm like, all right, that's fucking great. He's like, did you get your money? Because I get some money. I was like, that's fine, man. That's good. And so, um, the store never had any money because it just kept getting robbed, you know. Right. And so he couldn't pay us. It was a franchise, so like it was coming out of his pocket too. Yeah. Was it in a, like a crummy neighborhood or? No, it was in a it was in a neighborhood that was pretty good, which was great because all the thugs knew to rob it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. thugs don't really rob in their own shitty neighborhood because yeah. they they sure, they yeah. know they make as much money yeah. as them. You go rob people. If you lived in Maryland, uh, and you lived in Hyattsville. You usually go to Silver Spring, Maryland, or the sure, yeah. to go rob somebody. Yeah. Or you go yeah. to College Park to go rob okay. some of the college kids. That's where you go to yeah. rob people. How do I know? Because <laughs> my friends are really, really cool. Sure. And, uh, Especially if you're in an area like D.C., you can just be like, well, I just go two streets over. Yeah. And now you're in really rich white people town. Like, probably, honestly, like, mm-hmm. it's like, here are all the senators. Yeah. Like, and and then you go two streets over, and it's like... And now everyone's poor again. Yeah. Because DC is the most segregated. Like, it's just like, yeah. boom, boom, by block. Yeah, it's, uh, it's squares and pockets yeah. of uh, poverty. And then you got, hey, look at yeah. the stadium. And yeah. it's just really, ah, whatever. It's, you know, a, it's a weird town. It's, it's really weird. Maryland, I say, is uh, it's mixed with a lot of things. I like Maryland the most. I love I love growing up there. Right. But uh, just because Quiznos plays suck dick. <laughs> um, so this, this is what happened. We hated the job because as, as time went uh, went on, um, mind you, Joe loved the job at first. Yeah. And so um, we weren't getting paid. Our checks always bounced. We didn't have any money to get paid for. It. And I was just like, I, owe, I owed money to my bank. I'm like, how did that happen? I never, I never had a bounce check. I, was, I know that meant. I was like, how do, you, yeah. how do you bounce check? It's like, it's when you put your check in the bank and get them the money. So bank take your money and you gotta, you gotta pay bank back and I was like alright let me, let me I don't know what to say and I told Mr. Ross hey man checks are bouncing I need I need, I need, need to get paid and he was like I got you I, don't worry I don't know, it's just not you don't worry about it I'm gonna pay I'm gonna pay you yeah, yeah. and that's how he would talk he'd say yeah yeah and he would say that and so um, it's funny because like we, we hated the job but we always found fun time right, right. so like uh, we would have Mr. Ross and Lily would get like food from like uh, stores and stuff we would just do our best Mr. Ross impressions like uh, like customers would come in like can I get a can I get a pastrami uh, sandwich and we'd be like yeah yeah <laughs> and like, what does that mean and we'd be like it was great it was great we're like just fucking with that guy man so checks bounce Needed some money, and we were mad. We were working there, and the store was closing down eventually. So we were like, you know what? Joe told me he was like, man, I hate fucking working here now, man. This is Joe. He's like, I hate it here, man. I fucking hate it. I was like, what you want to do? And he, I was like, you want, you gonna find a job? Let's go find a job. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm gonna steal all the meat. And so, and so, and so I was like, that, that ain't, that don't help us at all. I don't know that helps with you. I don't, I don't get funny to me. I'm, I'm gonna do it. This is what he told me. And so we, uh, we got. We uh, we went outside Quiznos, and so his uh, our other uh, coworker, uh, ex coworker who worked there, his name was Kenny. Kenny, uh, the Spanish guy, great dude. Uh, he was like, all right, I need like a car to put the fucking food in, so I'll, I'll bring, I'll be, I'll be like heist, uh, the heist, the, the, the getaway car, <laughs> right, yeah, right. uh, for the heist. And so like, um, we uh, we went inside Quiznos, we broke in uh, after hours, and. Um, we uh, we <laughs> Mr. Ross, I was at a car and I was parked in front of the store in the parking lot. And so he always left in front of the car, the store overnight and stuff. And so, went inside Quiznos, 
and uh, we took all the pastrami, we took all the meat, the bread, we took all the soups and shit, the sobies and shit, it was great. <laughs> and we were going to put that in Joe's backpack, but it won't fit. And uh, I was going to say, backpack, man, what the fuck, what's, what's in there? He goes, oh, spray paint. And he, I was like, what you doing with spray paint? He goes, I'm about to spray paint Mr. Ross's car. I was like, yo, let's get out of here, man, this is, we're going too far. I was like, no, I'm going to do it, man, don't worry about it. Uh, so he goes in Mr. Ross's car and decides to spray paint uh, KKK in Mr. Ross's car. <laughs> Joe was black, by the way, and it just made it more funny. I was like, why did you do that? He's just going to throw him off. going to throw him off. Don't worry about it. It does And I was like, all right, okay. And so uh, we go put the food in the car with Kenny, and we drive back uh, to my apartment, and uh, we go home, eat food. It's great. It wasn't the same, but we tried. <laughs> and um, we go back to work the next day. We clock in, and Mr. Ross is fucking crying. He's like, yeah! <laughs> uh, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> just crying his ass off. Like Mr. Ross, why are you crying, man? He goes, they got us, boys. Oh, they got us. Oh, they got everything. I'm like who got what? I thought you were talking about us. Like, who they got what, Mr. Ross? He goes, the Ku Klux Klan got on me. The swami in the soup. The soup. And he just thought the Ku Klux Klan just took me to black people. And uh, me and Joe just when he when he walked away, we were laughing our asses off. It was fucking amazing. And the the Joe the, uh, the store closed down eventually because because you just can't sell right Quiznos food out meat you so like, like hey so can I get a pastrami sandwich? Nah, we got pastrami. Right. We got yeah, we got straws with some straws. We didn't take that. So yeah, just. We eventually made with the we were the reason why the store pretty much closed down because nice. we got robbed every night and we stole the meat. You <laughs> can't sell food. Without right. Food. That is it's pretty amazing. That is an amazing. That's an amazing tale. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to ask you about some of the um, <coughs> so you do the podcast you did the podcast for a little while mm-hmm. I saw that mm-hmm. and then you've done a lot of like web videos and yeah. homo thugs yeah thing which was great thanks man uh, and you were you said earlier about acting and mm-hmm. like filmmaking and it seems like that's something that you're still very much interested oh. in doing oh yeah I've always I'm, I'm, I'll never I'll never not you know what I mean yeah stop. Doing right. that type shit. I love I love films. I've always I always have. Um, my grandma got my first camera when I was in I think, middle school or something like that. I think it was even ninth grade. And yeah. I, I've been making sketches ever since. Like yeah. I wanted to be an actor before I wanted to be a stand up comedian. I never forgot that. You know what I mean? I sure. Just, I was always good at it, and I just you know what I mean. There's a lot of comics. I, you know, you can, Bill Burr told me that uh, if you want to move to New York, that you need to do more than just comedy these days. Right. Stand up comedy these days. You got to write. You gotta do sketches. You gotta do everything, cause um, it's just it's better. You know what I mean? And it's not the '80s anymore. We just do stand up. Yeah. I mean, you can you can like you can you can live off of it. Sure. But if you want to really fucking be the shit, you know what I mean? You gotta do what Aziz did. Do sketches also. Stand up. Act. You know yeah. I mean? Everyone. Anyone who's big right now is is doing everything. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, even Bill Burr's acting, and he's in a lot of comedies and yeah. shit. You know what I mean? And, um, and Breaking Bad, actually. He's great. Yeah. Fucking amazing. He's a good actor. He's fucking yeah. great. He is a guy. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you know, you got, like, Stephen Lynch's and, like, uh, Brian Regan, Brian Regan's and, uh, I guess, yeah, those type of guys who can live off stand-up. Right. But, like, I've always wanted that. But who all, no, have also been doing it for almost They're Brian three years. Since, Brian yeah. Regan is, like, you know, the yeah. guy. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But people do aspire to be, like, just, they just want to tour. Sure. You know what I mean? Be a road and, dog. Yeah. And Bill was like, if you really want to be, you know, huge... Do everything, and I was yeah. like, I'm good at everything. I was yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, I, was yeah. like, I, I like everything. Yeah. Like, why not try it? Out? I like podcasts. I like you know sketches. I like doing films. I like 
I like acting. I like stand up. I like I like comic books. I like writing comics yeah. and shit. I like drawing. I do. I like all that shit. I've always right. been. A, I've well, always been. let's ask you this because we. Yeah. I mean, we're both music guys. What's your relationship to music in terms? Do you ever play anything? Did you ever like delve into it? I never. I've never played anything, but I have a knack for a piano. Yeah, my fingers are fucking. <laughs> disgusting. For the listener, yeah, uh, uh, Jermaine has incredibly long fingers. Uh, yeah. fingers. They're like they're brotherly and fingernails. Right. Yeah, my, my nail beds are great. They're very beautiful. <laughs> um, I uh, I've always had a knack for piano. I never had lessons before, but I have a good ear. Yeah. You know I, mean? I know right. how to play. I know how to play a good piano. Yeah, because uh, I you know like I just hear good. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. I just like pianos. It's like, just a natural. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, like. Music is the, the main reason why I think I am so into keeping an ear on like what's new socially in the media, like social media type stuff, like Twitter and stuff, and because uh, everything uh, musicians more than comedians are dedicated to the fans. Right. Like comedians, it's weird. Like they they love their fans. I'm not saying they don't love the fans. I'm saying like musicians need them. Like they need fans. Yeah. We can perform in front of strangers, and they'll they'll still come to a comedy right. show. Yeah, musicians they they need. You right. can all comedians can also perform in front of other comedians. Yeah, and right? still yeah. in front of eight people. Yeah, and, yeah. We we don't all we need is a microphone. We're fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then I watched like uh, Asher Roth was one guy who came out in two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. And people shot on him and stuff, but I commended him because he was like the main guy who had the, the most different. Mixtape I've ever heard as a uh-huh. from, from a rapper, yeah, and the way he marketed it, and the way he just dealt with the whole, just uh, I guess uh, promotion of the mixtape inspired me to really get out there and like try to build a fan base because yeah. uh, musicians are just they're good at it. Like any <clears throat> any good like uh, uh, I guess um, fan uh, connecting website like like uh, like like a uh, Reverb Nation right. or. Uh, fan bridge or anything like that. They're for they're for musicians because right. you guys need it right. more than comedians do. And comedians don't really use those sites at all. And I'm like, I I would love to try and use it. It's been working. I'm like, I yeah. like I like to know what musicians are doing more than what a comedian is doing for for their like with their fans and stuff. Because yeah. like, and everybody wants to be a rapper. Like everybody wants to be a rapper. Like actors want to be rappers. Comedians want to be yeah, rappers. Right. There's something about rappers that everyone wants to be. Right. Uh, fans, they, they, there's something about music that just connects so much harder. And I'm always trying to like, uh, I've always been inspired by sure. what a musician is doing rather than like what a comedian is doing. Have you done any shows with bands or like music and comedy together? Because that's variety shows. Yeah, variety shows. Like there will be three comedians and like three bands playing that right. teabag show, the yeah. five points variety show. That was a variety show, for, but I never like opened for a fucking. Band and they've gone on like uh, Hannibal. Hannibal Buress does that yeah, a lot, yeah. apparently. And I always want to try and do it. This is just a talk. Like, how do you get these people here, man? You know, it's, it's yeah. inspiring as fuck. And um, I've always wanted to know, like, uh, like, because it's it's just so. Do you like how do? You, right, well, like, I was gonna say because it's a fine line that can go wrong sometimes when you put the two together. Because it's like people are there, they want to see the band, they want to hear the music, they don't necessarily want to. Be hearing someone, you know, talking for yeah, a half right. hour, but so then it becomes difficult for the comic to try to win over. That's the beauty of stand-up yeah. Yeah. is that that's how we get better is winning over audiences and killing. That's yeah. how you do it. That's why it's better for us not to have that many people come see us because right. yeah. it's just easy. You yeah. can kill either like you won't get you won't get you won't get better doing shows always killing. 
Yeah. You gotta you gotta go through some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why <laughs> that's why uh, it's that's why I commend uh, uh, musicians for um, having uh, a great uh, way to reach fans and stuff, and why I commend comedians so much because they have to earn everything. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to like, because uh, because we we can't. We have to bomb. We have to like you got to bomb to get to get better. You yeah. know what I mean. And you can't keep going to shows and keep killing. And you got to earn things. We you have to earn them. Like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, sure. Every day. And sometimes you got to go out of your way to go to places that don't know who you are. Right. You have to to to, yeah. to, to earn more fans and stuff. Yeah. Just like you do the same shit. Yeah. But like it's just it's just. It's so fucking dope. Just I'm still learning this shit. Yeah, uh, uh, it's great. And you're doing a lot. Like you're, uh, you know, you do that thing at Foxwoods. You're doing a lot more. Like, yeah, going out doing one like weekends and like all um, Foxwoods was my first head, first time headlining any weekend at a club, and it was uh-huh. fucking amazing. It was great. Uh, people showed up to it, not for me, just because like they were at a casino already, and they yeah, right. come check out a comedy show. Yeah. And uh, it was great. I met a lot of people. People tweeted me, "You're great." I'm like, "Oh, it's fucking great." You know what I mean? At least young kids too. But everybody that was there was fucking old, dying. Fucking people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, uh, I went there first time headlining, and uh, I learned so much. I didn't want to necessarily kill every show, sure, because I, I knew that that wouldn't happen. I knew that I just needed to sustain doing an hour, uh, and, and uh, uh, I guess uh, technically just really figure out what jokes go here, go yeah. there, when to slow down, how to uh, how to um, I guess um, how to how to pick spots when to um, I guess fuck around a little bit and mm-hmm. when, when to get back into the real shit. How to how to my agent gave me some good advice. He said just just really have a point to your set and what you're saying. Uh, have a message, not really a message that you can bang at people's heads. Just really just. What the fuck are you saying? You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm purpose, playing with what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, don't go up there fucking off of a lot. Like, yeah. really, just, what are you trying to say? You know what yeah. I mean? And that's what break means. They all had something they tried to say. Mm-hmm. And that's all I wanted to get out that night. Was, uh, that whole weekend was, uh, let me see what I can do uh, to really build on uh, an hour so I can, yeah. I want to have like the best hour ever. Sure. So like, I'm really, I'm just trying to figure everything out still. You know what I mean? It's, it's inspiring, man. I mean, you, you've took us, uh, you've taken us through the shit for the, over the past, you know, fifty minutes or whatever. Yeah. Some low lows. <laughs> you got some high highs. What um, you know? Uh, uh, this is going to be coming out kind of at the end of this year. What what's two thousand thirteen looking like? Um, two thousand thirteen. I think it's going to be amazing. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think two thousand twelve was great. It was a good setup year. You know what yeah. I mean? Just yeah. setting up. You know, some moves, and I think thirteen is going to be a. I think it's going to be a breakout year. Yeah, I think. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a breakout year. Something's going to happen. I know I'm going to book some big, and or I'm going to kill somebody. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to murder somebody. Either or, it's going to be a lot kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Worst yeah. case scenario, you could always go back to Dylan's. I'm trying to go back. I'm, I'm trying to own that bitch. No, no, right. I'm on candy store shit. So we we kind of we like to to that would be an. Amazing I would fucking love to. Come on, fuck. Uh, you will never have to cook. Yeah. <laughs> so we we kind of this is this is the way we kind of come full circle every every episode with every guest. Mm-hmm. We a uh, question we ask everybody is what do you think? And this is going to be interesting to hear from you because you're one of the younger people that we've had on the show. Okay, what do you think of the word gig? I'm so happy. I thought he was going to say nigger. That's my follow up. Oh my god, <laughs> we're going to get it. It got so quiet. I was like, hey, now. Please, please, please. No, 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 no
I don't like the word gig. It sounds goofily sexual. Yeah. A gig. Like, yeah. I'm going to gig you. I'm going to gig you down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I got a gig you. I'm going to show you my giggy. I don't, I don't like the word gig. But, um, what word do I like? I, I like, I got a date for you. I got a, I got a show for you. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Shows and dates, uh, that's what I use. Yeah. Um, gig. What, that's like a 19, like a Catskilly, Vaudevillian type Sure, thing. that's what it does. I got a gig for you, kid. Yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> nah, nah, I got a gig for you. Gigs, I'm not 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 gigs, i am not gigs 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 i am not just want you to get home safe. I hope so, man. Uh, if I don't, um, this has been my last podcast. Uh, you guys, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, <laughs> watch The Rock tonight on USA or TBS. Yeah, I fucking hope it's on tonight. <laughs> it's probably on TBS. Right. Thank you, Jermaine. Thanks for having me. Thank Appreciate you, man. It. Thank you. Worst gig ever. 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 ever.